Hey guys, welcome to Sipping Liberty. Uh, I'm gonna be super real with you this week. I am appallingly terrible at editing and I'm slowly trying to improve. Uh, so I know I said it last week, but I've really shit the bed on this one by leaving the mic one directional. So my extremely hilarious guest, Matt Ruda, sounds like he's t- literally down the hole. Um, rather than trash and interesting conversation between him and I and deny your old lady voices that we do, I'm going to post it and then invite his talented ass back when I don't fuck up the mic. So we'll do a take two later in the month. Practice makes perfect. Am I right? So let's get on with the show. Thankfully, today was almost going to be a blackout episode. Had our electricity out for the last four hours, but thankfully everything's running and we have air conditioning again. And I got Matt Ruda here. To join me today. Hello. And we're. You say whatever you want. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this. Fabulous. I realized it wasn't going to be on camera, so I wasted water. Uh, Also, side note, you can probably hear the clickety clack of fireworks in the background. Uh, It is almost the 4th of July, and per usual, Michigan sounds like Baghdad. So. There will be a lot of that, and I doubt that I can try to edit it out. I'm just letting you know it's going to be a thing. Yeah, we're not getting shot at. Yeah. If you guys were concerned. Yeah, we're not in downtown Detroit. We're in the outskirts. So, it's just fireworks, you I promise. You do a podcast in downtown Detroit. Ooh. Just a special edition. Yeah, just sitting in the middle of the street but, with a yeah, microphone. That sounds great. Coming to you live from Detroit. You'll do great things. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. It'll be something. They'd really wonder why a white blonde haired woman is sitting in the street with a microphone. Your giant computer with you? Yeah. And I might not have the computer anymore if you have to bring a generator to power it. <laughs> this don't mind that. Extra Let me cast. ask you a question. <laughs> it's just a bag of cans that I'm delivering to people. Here's ten cents. Thank you for your information. <laughs> Paying them off. The die? Well, speaking of Michigan and Detroit, uh, today we're actually talking about Jimmy Hoffa and autonomous vehicles, robots, and how the industry of workers is switching over to technology. Uh, But first, we're going to start it off about Jimmy Hoffa. Do you know anything about Jimmy Hoffa? That's my first question. I know, I believe he was like some kind of mobster in like the 70s. Probably, well, before then, probably. I think he was disappeared in the 70s. No? No you're, wrong. no, you're pretty straight up. Well, okay. I mean, uh, he actually disappeared, technically, in uh, 1975. Wasn't it, so on, was it in, like, Ferndale or something? Or yeah, like, it, it was at Bloomfield Hills. So it was in Ferndale, but you're not far off. It was yeah. Metro Detroit. Uh, and the restaurant 
that he disappeared was, from was, and I say this incorrectly all the time, but I think it's Macus or Macus. My mom said it correctly because she's from Michigan. Um, but it's called the Red Fox Restaurant, which is now Andiamo Restaurante um, in Bloomfield Hills. It's Telegraph and Maple. So okay. it's like on the left-hand yeah. side of uh, what? Bloomfield Hills. The fan- like it. It's essentially the fancy area where all of the rich people live, and it's a little bit to the left of that. Um, but he disappeared from there meeting some mobsters. So he himself was the head of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Have you heard of that or know what that means? Okay, so I was curious, too, because I was like, I don't really fully understand what a teamster is. It sounds like a mafia guy. It sounds like he's just like a fan of teams, like, hey, go Lions. Yay, this team, that team. You know who I don't like? I don't like that other team, but I'm a teamster for this team. Exactly. Well, they're actually um, a collection of, like, labor unions. So, you have, you know, when you go to work... And you're heard of like, oh, let's form a union. is so that you get the right pay, the right treatment. Um, so the Teamsters is a formation of different, like, typically blue-collar and professional workers and different types of sectors. But um, it's making sure that people get the right, the right goods when they're at work. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Um, that's when he was a mabba? A mabba? A mobster? Well, that's not the sole reason, okay. but, I mean, it's a little bit. So he, essentially, he rose up through the ranks. He used to, actually, you know, fun fact, he worked at Kroger's. Y'all love the Krogs. The Krogs. This is not sponsored by Kroger. It's not. It? It's not at all. It should be. It shouldn't, because he actually fought against Kroger. Uh, so Kroger probably wouldn't be happy about it. But get Farmer Jack here. <laughs> go, go to Myers. <laughs> or Meyer. I've always put an S at the end of it. I think. It's weird because you're not from here. But it's a Michigan thing. Yeah, it's a Michigan grocery store. So is Kroger, too. I think Kroger is a little bit more across the United States. It's in, it's in places. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so e- um, Giant Eagle and Giant is a huge thing, but they don't have that here. Yeah, on the West Coast, they had, like, Vons and Ralphs and, like, Albertsons and things. And I think Ralphs is, like, Myers. Yeah. Or the other way around. I don't know. Myers like the Michigan Walmart. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. It's a nicer... It's not on target level, but it's not on, like, the depths of Walmart. It's right in between. Yeah. It's when nice. When you walk into Meyer, you don't want to die. Yeah. When you walk into Walmart, you're like, am I dead? Yeah. This is where everyone goes that can't afford a t-shirt. Not not to say that, I'm just saying, like, they didn't want to wear a t-shirt. They just decided that they weren't going to do that that day. There's no, like, uh, People of Meyer website. Let's say. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Let's start one. Oh. <laughs> Put a copyright on that. So, Jimmy Hoffa uh, grew up, he grew up in the lower class, um... So he himself came from kind of nothing at the beginning, and his father uh, died from the black lung. He was uh, worked in the mines. So he basically, yeah, he basically worked himself to death. And his mother was a 
laundry worker. Um, they, I believe he grew up in Indiana and then they came to Michigan. Um, so he grew up in Detroit. Um, his mom worked as a laundry cleaner. She also did a lot of stuff for like the car companies, uh, putting stuff together, working on the lines. And as he grew up, he was working uh, in the grocery stores. Um, and he started working as like a grocery loader like you'd put the stuff on the truck so then be exactly so he worked for Kroger um the grocery industry and they didn't have any protection on the job they had super low wages because mind you you got you got to think about us like the early or late 30s roughly late 30s 40s in that ballpark um because when he <clears throat> when he died at 75 in, in 1975, he was 62. Mm. So, like in his 20s or so, doing some math off the top of my head. Yeah, probably in the 30s-ish. Um, they had real low wages, so he organized everyone at Kroger to become, like, to make themselves a union. And he essentially told the people of Kroger, uh, we're going to stop working. He organized everyone to completely... Stop what they're doing. Uh, they're actually, they were loading strawberries onto the truck. And he said, we're not going to work anymore until you create a contract for better wages. And he did it. He was successful in getting everyone to kind of organize and getting Kroger to give them the right pay and better circumstances. Good job, Jimmy. Way to go, Jimmy. You're doing great. He was very charismatic. And ambitious, uh, also aggressive, which I guess you'd have to be in order to get huge businessmen to to get behind you. Pretty much. Hopefully. Yeah, you'd really you really want to pump it up. Um, but I would say around sixty one. Um, he started he started working within like the trucking industry. So every, he, he was never a trucker himself, but he started working within the unions, um, and he got up to be vice president, and then he finally became president of the Teamsters. So that's where you're thinking of the, like, the mafia mm -hmm. and the ties with it, because a lot of, uh, back then, the mafia would typically squash a lot of, like, labor strikes, and, because they had a big... You know, they were invested in a lot of the businesses, so they don't want all the laborers, laborers to start rioting because right. they're the mob and they want the money. So uh, Hoffa kind of, you know, forged his own relationship with the mafia, um, and that's kind of where the, the mob mentality of Hoffa comes from. Um, what, do you, what do you know about the disappearance of Hoffa? Because that's the biggest part that most people know about. So I remember first time I heard about that was like I don't know like ten years ago maybe longer when they like thought they found him somewhere I don't even know where it was I thought it was like underneath some kind of stadium. You're not wrong. Okay, I don't know where was it around here. Um, actually, <clears throat> one of the theories is that he's buried. Uh, well, he was shot, dismembered, and then they froze him in cement in the Giant Stadium, which is in New Jersey. So that was one of the main theories, because there's, I looked online, there's so many theories, it's essentially like a JFK internet hole that you can go down, um, but there's about four or five 
large theories that a lot of people believe in. But that's the biggest one, this giant stadium. And they actually, uh, when they switched over to MetLife, that's where the Giants play now, um, they searched all of the stadium. They didn't find anything. So he's not there. So you can cross that one off the list. There's so many places he could be. Like, if the rumor was, like, New Jersey, that could be literally anywhere. Yeah, because he was taken from Michigan, so you think... Well, you thought that they would do it somewhere here. It's just quickest, easiest, burn the car after, I don't know. Well, that's... uh, A few of them are actually... um, One of them that the mob is huge into sanitation. So one of them uh, talks about him being crushed inside of a trash compactor. Um, a couple, like about five miles where he uh, was taken from. So they think they <laughs> smashed him in a trash compactor and then... Um, the mob is into sanitation. Yeah, you didn't know that? I thought you meant like hand sanitizer. Like, <laughs> like they need to wash their hands after they kill <laughs> They're their really... In, they're very OCD. I gotta, you gotta clean. I gotta, I gotta clean. I gotta take a shower. Leave me the F alone. I gotta make sure I'm all clean, and then I'll eat the spaghetti. What is this? A speck of, speck of blood on my face? Let me wash my How mouth. dare you come to my table without washing your hands? It's gross. Spit on our own floor. Never understand that. No, yeah, they're really big into it. If you watch, like, The Sopranos, uh, you watch, you ever seen Goodfellas? Oh, you've never seen Goodfellas? I've never seen Goodfellas. Oh, I've man. never seen The Godfather. I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh, well, because one of my questions was going to be, what's your favorite mafia or mob movie? But... The Departed, probably. Does okay. That, count? that, that counts. counts. That counts. It's not, probably like the one it's not like the Italian mob, but no. it's the it's Irish mob. mob. Yeah. It's still a good one. It's still a mob. I feel like I still have an accent, but I'm, try- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to do it. It just starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> to live in New Jersey, you just pick up like a Staten Island <laughs> accent that keeps going. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, there's another one too that uh, says that he was pushed out of a plane. That apparently, because the FBI was, uh, they wa- they were very close and watching all of his uh, movements and what he was doing through the Teamsters. Because with the union, you have a lot of money, yeah, especially with working with the mob. So the FBI and Robert Kennedy, who was the U.S. Attorney General at the time, were watching very closely what he was doing. So a few people think that he was shoved out of a plane from a few FBI agents uh, into the Great Lakes over Michigan. That's why I could never find him. Yeah, you'd, you'd be gone. Yeah. Probably just splat right on. You think though that if he went to the water, his body would have washed up somewhere. Unless they just covered it. Yeah, maybe they just speckled. They could have cremated him and then done that. Well, that's why they got the cement feet. Maybe they put the cement feet on him. You've heard of that? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've learned a lot of things from The Simpsons. I can tell you that. Most of my. Historical knowledge <laughs> derives from Simpson episodes. All the future stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's freaky. Oh no, I know. I wonder if they know where Jimmy Hoffa is. They might. Someone get Matt Groening. Groening. Uh, uh, yeah. 
get Matt on the phone and ask him if he knows where that is. Where Hoff is at. Another one of them, you know where the Renaissance Center is? Yeah. Yeah. Another one, uh, someone thinks that he's he was killed, dismembered, and then uh, in concrete there, too. Because... Yeah, it's a lot of concrete. A lot I, of concrete. There's so much talk about the concrete, I just assumed that someone put him in concrete. Yeah. Uh, what? There's no concrete evidence. Right. <laughs> Thank you. The Buffalo Lounge. Very sorry. Um, <laughs> you know they're doing a movie. They're supposed to be doing a movie on Netflix. Of Hoffa? Well, of Hoffa um, and Frank the Irishman Sheeran. Who's oh, like was one of his friends and like a mafia, um, mafia guy. Uh, he's supposed to have De Niro and Al Pacino in it. That's that's my that's, guys. A, that's the quintessential mafia movie right there. Wait, Scarface mafia movie? No, it's a drug movie. Yeah, Scarface is a little more. Uh, yeah. Oh well, there you go. So you got another it's one on your list. Kind of. It's a little bit. It's a little more drug. Related. Yeah. yeah right. He does kill a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They deserve it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> these are, no, I don't know about everyone, but... <laughs> um, but I think it's... Anyway, out of all the things that Hoffa did, it, he did make a lot of things great for unions, uh, for people that were in like blue-collar jobs and working in the car company... And in general, especially in Michigan, um, in the labor unions. But uh, in 75, because he, he was actually imprisoned. So he went to a little, a little bit of a timeline um, while he was being held you know, close, closely, but while well, being watched by the FBI and Robert Kennedy, because um, that was like eh, roughly early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was then found guilty in 64 of bribery and jury tampering because they had tried him in like 62 um, of conspiracy and then you know they found out that he had uh, bribed and you know tampered with the jury like influenced the jury with money and stuff yeah like hey don't testify you never saw me so <laughs> so essentially they caught him on that and then in 1967 he was he began serving uh, the 13 year sentence that they gave him, but Nixon pardoned him in 71, so he's only there for a few years, and then a lot of people think that, you know, tying it to Nixon and, and his shady, uh, I am not a crook. I'm not a crook. Well, a lot of people think that he was, because they think a lot of uh, the fact that Nixon pardoned him was because then a lot of people would vote for Nixon in the second term, which... I mean, you'd have to kind of assume that was... Worked. Right. Right. Yeah, the silent majority. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so then he was out, and Hoffa was, with the pardon, Nixon said, listen, it's a condition that if I let you out of jail, then you're banned from any type of leadership in the union's... Uh, it, any kind of leadership within the Teamsters until 1980. So I give him, like, a timeline. Right. He's like, it's all right, uh, maybe, like, nine or ten years, but you can't you can't be ahead of anything because you were trying to take some money, you were with the mob, the bribery, so just lay off for a little bit. And Hoffa's like, yeah, I can't really do that. 
that's my life, and I'm really good at it, so I'm going to try to be the president again. So, <laughs> so Hoppe was like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pushing everything up. I'm going to try to run for president. I want to get back to where I was. President of the union, not the... President of the Teamsters. Teamsters. Correct, yeah, not the country. Right. Huge kick in the nuts to Nixon. Yeah, like, thank you for letting me out of jail, and then I'm going to... I'm going to run against you. Go run against you. Can someone that... You know, yeah, I guess if... I guess you just have to be an uh, American. You don't have to... You can be convicted. Well, I wonder if there's a certain timeline. Pardoned. True. So therefore... If you're completely pardoned... Conviction doesn't... Hold. Not, yeah, uphold oh. or whatever. Yeah, true. True. As far as I know. So I guess he could go against Nixon, but... That'd be kind of a dick move. That would be quite. That'd be a tricky dick move. Tricky dick move. <laughs> so that's when, that's when we come full circle now to 1975. So we're at the point. Uh, and Hoffa was supposed to meet these two mob bosses from New Jersey at the Red Fox restaurant. And so he's outside. He meets, you know, he, go, he pulls in. He calls his wife, says, yeah, they're not here yet. And then from there, he disappears. So he calls his wife and uh, lets them know and says, hey, she's, you know, they're not here. I don't know what they're doing. And then from that point on, no one's seen him. His car's in the parking lot. He just disappears out of nowhere. Hmm. So at that point, that's where we have all these random ideas of where they could have come from. Um, But I want to try to, like, mesh it in. Like, we're going to... We're going to dive into, and it, was, it almost seems like I'm doing a complete 180, but it, it kind of makes sense of the, where I'm trying to go with this, because uh, recently a lot of technology has become part of our lives, like uh, autonomous vehicles have the potentiality of uh, becoming real life in the next even one to two years. Um, robots are taking over some of the jobs that workers and unions have. So there could be a large mass of um, workers, you know, blue-collar employees that are going to be completely, particularly truck drivers, um, uh, line workers, anything that has to do with uh, automation and um, repetitive work is going to be taken out of the workforce, kind of like a, a new industrial revolution. Uh, so my question is, who's your favorite robot from any type of television oh, or movie? C-3PO, by far. Because, you know, he, as much as he's a pansy, he's, like, right all the time. Like, he really is. Like, he's, like, he's the one to tell people, like, when stuff is crazy, and like, oh, dear, the... Blah, 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 is 200,000 miles too long. Or something. Like, <laughs> the chances, and Hanzo like, like, don't tell me the odds. And I'm like, well, he should. He should always he tell, should you, tell the you the odds. He should tell you the odds, because he's That's right. his job. And, like, I'm sorry, do you know 7 billion languages and dialects? No. Do you know binary? I don't I think binary. you do. Yeah. Binary is a second language to me. <laughs> um, but no, like, think about it. Like, think how great C3PO is. Like, boom. Yeah. That's the whole, like, Google Translate on your phone? C-3PO. Done. Pretty sure, like, he was, you know, and then, you know, he's made by a kid. 
True. So if he sucks, Luke Skywalker, though. Kid. Right. Skywalker. I'm so I'm sorry. Me bad. Yeah, that's my bad. No, like. I kind of just, like, forgot all of the first three episodes of. Most people should. Yeah. But that's. I try to push it out of my brain, so. Um, but yeah, no, C-3PO by far. Like, he's always the voice of reason, and he's just, he's there to help, even though he hates it. You know, oddly enough, um, one of the first times that someone made a wisecrack about, uh, Hoffa's disappearance was on Saturday Night Live, uh, 1977, and they said that he was secretly portraying R2-D2 in Star Wars. <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back around. Dialing it back to what you said. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny because robots. Hoffa. <laughs> it's so perfect. He <laughs> had no idea. Um, I think my favorite robot, I, I had a really hard time choosing. Uh, it was between Bender... Much. Um, Futurama, or I really, really like, um, you ever watched Westworld? No. Oh, so good. I don't watch anything, apparently. <laughs> Clearly, we've established, uh, but you really should. Um, Dolores is one of my favorite robots, um, if you consider it to be a robot, which I guess you would. You don't have to, it's, it's a very, uh, it's on HBO, and it's, Westworld is this huge, World where you can go and be submersed into a different type of reality, essentially. So, kind of like virtual reality. Yeah. So they have these robots that are like they look like humans, mm-hmm. um, and you can go and you're in the wild, wild west, and so you can shoot people and you can have sex with a prostitute at a brothel and you can like go have a beer and play, you know. Poker with Sounds some... like my kind of show. Exactly. You so it's me at sex with a <laughs> <laughs> So it's fantastic, but the the whole part of the show is about robots becoming sentient beings. It's very existential, where the robots at some point will realize that they are human in a sense that they are living these human lives that they reset these stories over and over again because Dolores um, has this like storyline each robot has their own storyline and each time that they live that storyline everything gets reset so at some point they start to become sentient and realize oh I'm why is this happening to me again and then they start remembering the memories of the other times that they lived that story and then they realize, like, I am a... Exactly. So this is a very interesting, very existential TV show. It's, <laughs> it has a lot of depth to it, um, but she's a pretty badass robot, and that definitely add it to your list of shit you need to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just thinking of another one, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Mm-hmm. Okay. Android 16. I didn't watch it that deeply okay. that I remember who that is, but okay, he continue. A big red mohawk. So he, he's designed to kill Goku. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason he was built. And I know he's called Android, but he's 
fully mechanical. Oh, now, the other androids... We still don't have internet. Sorry, continue. Okay. <laughs> I was going to look up a picture. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> the other two androids are like part human or made with humans, but this one's just mechanical. His okay. only goal is to kill Goku. So okay. Who have never watched Dragon Ball Z is the main character of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and all the other stuff. Yeah, they got the yellow, hair. golden hair. Yeah. They like... Well, <laughs> super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go yeah, on yeah. a whole tangent about it. Yeah, you go on, like, it's I a meme. I could literally go eight hours on it. Yeah. Probably. I'm not going to succumb everyone to that. Um, if I do, I'm sure she'll cut it. <laughs> um, but... He, I just muted it, yeah. like, long ago. <laughs> You're not on right now. It's <laughs> like 3 a.m. and just still talking about, like, the boob saga. Yeah. Um, but no, he, like, loves nature and animals and this guy like he's designed to kill this one person but then he's here loving all these birds and stuff like hmm. it's I don't know it's weird because like he has feelings about these birds and he's just like okay. mechanical and then he like sacrifices himself kind of to save the world okay which is weird because he's programmed yeah. to be that but yeah he right. kind of essentially becomes sentient and like disobeys what his programming is mm-hmm. to help the greater Nice. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's where a lot of people see the downfall of robotics is what if they all become sentient and then yeah. we have a whole Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> James, <laughs> that was not planned. It was not. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think about when, like, sentient robots. Right. Like, Hello, I am, I am here to help you. <laughs> Hello, are you John Connor? Sarah, Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten that so many times in my life. Uh, like, oh, your name's Sarah? Do you know who Sarah Connor is? Like, yeah, I'm 30. I do know who the... That has happened to twice. me. I am, you know... Because I have blonde hair, and it... No matter what, that's the... I just want to... Like, I just want, like, Arnold to scream my name for once. Damn it. Matthew! <laughs> Matthew! Come here! Just have it on video. That's what I want. That's what I've got my voicemail message to be when people call me. Oh, that'd be nice. Screaming at you. you ever, have you ever go to Comic-Con and he's there? You oh, just he's ask him. He's a former governor. True. You could see him somewhere. May, well, I, I, okay, this is off topic. Yeah. I used to live in California for like a short period of time, and there was a big fire one time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that sucks. Like, it's right by like where we where I was staying at the time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I see Arnold on TV. I'm like, huh. And I forgot he was the freaking governor of the state. <laughs> and he's there. He's like, yeah, we'll get the, the, the fire under control. It's at 30% containment. I assure you, everyone's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, Gar, I believe you. You're like, fine. I believe you. Bring on the other guys, Do though. It. Where's Chuck Norris and uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal and, and the other dude? Well, bring in Seagal. It'll be fine. <laughs> Super off tangent. I'm sorry. Terminator. Let's go back. And then you realized he was the guy. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. I got it. You got it. That's weird. Uh, do you think a robot could do your job? I mean, it does. I, I work at a retail establishment. <laughs> and we have an online store. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, pretty much. The only thing we, only thing that the robot can't do is really process returns. I mean, technically, they could like mail it back but it costs them money to ship it mm. so technically they can but it's more financially right s- smart for them just to, to bring it in 
they can yell at us about what doesn't fit or whatever. Yeah, I feel like people want to yell at people. People just want human interaction, like whether yeah. it be yelling or or just talking. Like I feel like some people just shop. You know, some people shop for therapy. Yeah. And like, granted, like I've had so you, many people talk to me yeah. for hours. You could do that online, nothing. but then you could go out and be social sometimes, which sometimes yeah. I don't want to do, and sometimes I do want to do. Well, it's like that. Um, it's like when you're trying to get a hold of, let's say, a phone carrier, and it keeps asking you a question, like press number one if this, and all you want to do is just speak to a person. Yeah, that's all you want. Yeah, that's all you want. Because they have the ability to understand what you're saying. They have empathy, whereas I think right. robots and things like that don't. They could have fake empathy. They don't have real empathy. Robot uh, marketers have gotten really good, but yeah. I like to ask yeah. them questions that they right. won't be able to answer. Or the uh, was it John Oliver where I'm like, "Are you a robot?" Yeah, and then it just implodes itself. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a robot. It takes like an extra second. Yeah, are you a robot? <laughs> no, I'm a person. I know. Oh my goodness, the weirdest thing, and I, I thought it was a robot yesterday because I had a phone number. Um, like I said, I'm uh, originally I grew up in Pennsylvania, and. Um, I live right next to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad works in Maryland, and I got a. Normally, when a telemarketer is calling me, it'll be from Pennsylvania, because they use your zip code from your phone number. So even though I'm in Michigan now, it's familiar. Exactly, they're like seven one seven. Maybe your parents are in the hospital. Like you should pick up. So, I I normally avoid those now because I know what it is, and if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. But this one was from Maryland, which was really weird. Normally, it's not ever from Maryland. So I picked up. And this lady goes, Edna! I'm not making this up. I said, excuse me? She goes, Edna! And normally with like the uh, robots, they'll do that. They'll repeat the same thing over. And I go, no, I, uh, I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong number. The wrong number? Well, this isn't Edna. And I was like, no, it's not. She goes, oh, well, you just... You sound so much, uh, so much like, you know, oh, all right, I'm sorry. You, you know, and she hung up and I wanted to be like, do I sound like an 80 year old Jewish woman? Like, (laughs) which I'm not upset if I, I know I have a low voice, but, and it's not even the, I just, I, I've just been trying to grapple with the fact that I've been called ma'am so many times recently. It's moved from miss to ma'am and and now this woman thinks I'm like her 80 year old friend Edna, and I just lost it. <laughs> I call, no. I think I call everyone ma'am, except for old ladies. I think I call them miss. Just, just to switch like, it up. Just to be like, hey, spend money here. Please. <laughs> is, is this your daughter with you? <laughs> Who is this in the wheelchair? <laughs> what a fox. Is this your granddaughter? She's so young. She's so spry. <laughs> Where'd you get those shoes? Oh, the Salvation Army. Okay. Oh, I've been there. I don't know why my voice was like that. Their voice yeah. was like that. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> you just, uh, like, started parroting yeah. the woman. You just assumed that would be her. And then she talked in a completely normal voice. Like, why are you speaking like that, sir? She's very, like, soft-spoken. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> ah! 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 <laughs> that young man had a very interesting voice for his age and face. 
<laughs> um, do you think there would be any benefits of like robots and autonomous vehicles? Like for you personally, what do you think would be the biggest benefit of not having to drive a car or... Oh, for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's, I feel like I live close to everything I want to, you know, go to mm-hmm. for the most part. And, um, do you mind, do you use like DoorDash or anything or like Postmates? Oh yeah, yeah. We've, we've done that. It's yeah. just, it's just laziness though. Like, uh, I mean, right. that's not really a robot though. Someone's bringing it to you. Well, here's the thing. Cause I thought about that. Yeah. Cause they're like, you get someone driving it to you, but imagine for me, this would be my favorite part is I don't have to tip people anymore. Like, no offense. I'll tip you if you brought me food. Like, thank you, but sir, for bringing sheep. my food to me when I want eight mozzarella sticks at 1am. But if I don't have to tip the person, it makes it a lot less expensive for me because autonomous vehicles, like I think Ford and GM at the moment are testing, um, I think it's Ford that's testing with Postmates uh, in Florida, autonomous vehicles where the car will just pull up to your house, it opens up, you get your food, and then it drives off. And there's no person in that interaction. You still have to put pants on. Yeah. But I was already going to have to put pants on anyways. Then I don't have to, Yeah. Yeah, I love that about, um, have you ever, what's the, the one with Amazon, the Prime, well, not Prime now, but it's the, the one with, uh, Prime just started with, um, groceries, fresh, yeah, grocery, like what's it called, um, what's a fancy one, it's really expensive, I have no idea, the grocery store, uh, Whole Foods, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I can think of that. What's that thing with the food and the place? The whole. The yeah, the Whole Foods. <laughs> I call it the whole. They uh they have it same thing where you can use an app. As long as you spend over fifty dollars, which normally happens when you buy groceries, yeah, especially like from Whole Foods. If this apple's fifty dollars. Great! I'll take one apple. Thank you. I like to get um I like to get what's it uh, like bubbly yeah. or like drinks and stuff that I don't want to carry from my car to the right. front porch, which I know is not that difficult anymore because I don't live on a second floor. But um, it's just the just the thought of it of carrying like five things of drinks into my house, and they'll just leave it on the step, and it's the best thing. I've no human interaction. Sometimes that's what you need, but I think. I think people, for the most part, crave human interaction. Yeah. But I get there's definitely times where I'm just like, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to leave the house. I think it depends on your job, too. Right. Because you and I are in retail for a really long time. Yeah. And there are times when you don't want to speak to anyone. Right. You just want silence for two straight hours. And then there are times you want to go out and speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think people that work in retail... By far, the ones that like I don't want to. I don't want to interact with a human being. I'd rather order my food, and then have it delivered with no interaction whatsoever. And I gave a robot my money. The thing about that is, too, is like, yeah, I mean, some days, yeah, for sure. But then when the customer comes in with like the eighty dot, like eighty bags of returns that she bought online, I'm like, you can throw this food away. Yeah. Like we don't carry some sizes out. Right. But which I get. I, that yeah. I understand. Like, cool, yeah, I get it. You know, right. Like, or there's, like, the thought. fancy ones that... Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you need this crust? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, why did you buy this? 
you know this money could help our store. This $800 you spent that day online? Yep. That you're returning 300 to our store? Yep. Still, that could have helped us a lot. And we have this stuff here, just so you know. Yeah. So could've. I feel like I get, like... Butter. We're right yeah, down the street. It's no big deal. I get a little butthurt about that. So I feel like when it comes to me ordering stuff online, sometimes, like, if I know I can't find it anywhere, yeah. only time I can do it online. Only time I'll buy something online. Great. Except for... I like things that uh, I don't have to try on. So if it's clothes, I'll go and try it. I have to try it on, especially pants. Um, there's no way I can just order a pair of pants and they hopefully fit. Because same thing with a lady, I would be returning every pair of pants. Right. Uh, nine times out of ten. No way it's going to fit. But if I, you know, see a really cool, like, Funko and I want to buy it, mm-hmm. sure, you're going to get toys delivered immediately. Yeah, Books. Exactly. So I'll get that delivered. Uh, books that I want. Um, like random things. I've really started just buying stuff on Instagram. <laughs> I hate that I have, but... Those ads are working. They're so good! Because it's... I, ju- I want it. And more gifts. I bought my mommy's gloves to like... It's their gloves that are also... Hair brushes. <laughs> Sounds weird, but it's it's a brush on each glove to brush your dog. So it's like you're petting your dog, oh, but it's okay. a brush, which is nice because uh, my parents have a Welsh corgi and they shed a lot. So she can just sit there instead of actually having to brush the dog. It's just like she's petting the dog for an hour, and then she also gets brushed at the same time. And I saw that on Instagram. I'm like, it's a great gift. Buy it immediately. <laughs> talking about books too like i feel like i like to go to barnes and noble too like, I mm-hmm. love barnes and noble. me too something about barnes and noble you walk in there it smells like books you're just like yes and i've noticed weird things about places that i enjoy yeah i have to go to the bathroom immediately i yep. know this is completely unrelated <laughs> but it's just something i felt like the world needed to know about me and i feel comfortable <laughs> out of place okay i would i, I pee to your house so this works there you go you know i'm comfortable so apparently, yeah, you like it. You're yeah, I approve. <laughs> Thank you. But something about going in there and smelling the books and just like looking through stuff, like yeah, I'm probably not gonna buy something every day there. Same. But like, just going through them and like, I'm I'm weird. I like to go through the books and see like sometimes they have like signed editions. Ooh. Which I am all about. The I've never seen that, but that'd be the great. Best. So like, the other day, like I was gonna buy this signed edition of like this Eric Idle book. Hmm. Uh, Eric Idle, yeah. Monty Python, fantastic yep. guy. I couldn't find it, so I went online <laughs> and bought it on eBay Ooh. for a little bit more, but I have it, so that's awesome. Is that the one about his life? Yeah. Because I have that yeah, on Audible. It's brand new, I think. Oh, it's, maybe it not the same. a few weeks, a few, I think earlier this year. I think I have the sunny side of life or whatever. Yeah, that's not, I think Is that, that it? Said. That might be it. That's yeah, because I got that one on Audible. Yeah. I plan on reading it, but I just have not yet. Yeah. He's great. I'll read it one day, one of these days. Exactly. It's in there. I know I have it. But like, if I wasn't at the store, I probably wouldn't have found that. I mean, they sell they sell online, but it's something about finding it and seeing it. Yeah. I know I didn't technically buy it there, but I first saw it there, but I didn't buy it that. Day. Well, that's what I do at Barnes and Noble as well, which I know is terrible. Sometimes I feel. Uh, like, a, I'm cheating them, but I'll go in, I'll look at all the books, and I'm I'm very... I I definitely judge a book by its cover. I love cool-looking covers. 
I like the titles of things. So I want to see how it looks. And then when I go in, I'll find all these books I like. I take a photo of it. And I find it for less expensive online. Which I Ugh. I know I'm just the worst just, just, just. person. But I, I, do, I do spend a lot of money at Barnes & Noble. For the record. If I'm going to buy a book, I spend a lot of money on magazines at Barnes & Noble. I have spent $25 on a magazine at Barnes & Noble before. So I'm not like... Been looking at some magazines sometimes when I'm yeah. over there. They have some like retro video game magazines. Yeah, they have really good ones. And like they're always like twenty dollars, and I'm like, that's a lot for a magazine. Exactly. In but it's like owning a book though. Especially depending yeah. on the magazine. If it's current topical, I won't spend that much money on it. But if it's something about like art or um, I've been buying a lot of Harvard Business Review, which are, like, super expensive. Because, like, business stuff is also, you know, always super expensive. But it's always relevant. Right. So if I spend a lot of money on it, whatevs. I own it now. Yeah, you can read it anytime. Exactly. So, it's not like they're hurting for money, at least coming from my pocket. <laughs> Do you think you would get in an autonomous vehicle right now? Like, if I told no. you... There's a car outside no. that would drive itself. No. Why? I don't know. I just I barely trust myself driving. <laughs> like I get in my car with my hands on the wheel, and I'm like, oh god, here it comes. I could die any second here. That's just how my like my like brain works. Like, right. Oh, cool. I could die any second. But at least you know what? I'll be in control when I die. With a car, and I die, that's a whole other story. Like I don't know how this works. Like what if? It sees something that it recognizes as, like, a street. And just decides to go, like, on a rampage. True. Like, down the sidewalk. Because it's a wide sidewalk, but it thinks it's a street. Right. Like, I don't know how that works. Right. Is there a steering wheel where I can stop that happening? There's a lot of... There's actually, like, five different levels of uh, uh, autonomous vehicles. Oh, God. So it starts off at, like... You pretty much, I think, uh, zero to three is all needing of the person. So, like, you, you would still be a part of the driving. And then four and five is pretty much completely autonomous, where the car does most of or all of the driving. Like, I could be sleeping, right. and it would be fine. And I think it's interesting that, uh, like, Elon Musk thinks... We're going to have all of this by 2020, like the end of 2020, which is literally a year from now almost. I mean... And us... Some people have it. Right. Well, yeah, rich people. But um, us, are, you and I, are not ready to hop into an autonomous vehicle yet. Because that's a lot of uh, technology is like that, whether it be Samsung or, um, like... With uh, Tesla, right. anything that when you want to, you can't jump so far ahead. Even if you've made that technology, you can't jump further than what society is comfortable don't, with. Yeah, don't. Also, I think don't ever buy the first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like get the two point when that comes out. My That's what a lot of people think. Yeah. Uh, like you got all the bugs out first, so it doesn't kill people. Like I think. Right. Like I know they've done tests, which is awesome and impressive, but I think I need to like see it. From yeah. I think if someone else actually, like, if I have the opportunity to get in one, I will get in one eventually. Right now, no. Well, it's interesting, too, because, like, it slowly 
moves forward. So if you even think, because I was looking at the different eras of car uh, automation, mm-hmm. and and like about 2000 to 2010, we did like the blind spot detection where you, you know how it was so weird when you'd have like the little camera at the front of the car, yeah. you could parallel park. Or um, electronic stability control. So some cars... Uh, newer ones where you veer a little bit into the other lane, it'll like yell at you. Yeah. Um, and then in you know 2010 to 2016, same thing with like pedestrian, uh, uh, like let you know if someone's in front of you or behind you for like kids and stuff. Um, it'll also do emergency braking and rear cross traffic alerts. So there are a lot of autonomous things in our cars already. That we don't even, we slowly started to become comfortable with. And so I think it won't probably be till at least 2025. Even if we have the ability to do it, we won't be comfortable with it until right. another five years from now. This is not gonna be like Jetsons, you know. We're... He's still driving it. Yeah, he's still driving it. Let's get the flying cars first, Dan. I know. Everything in. Silicon, or not Silicon Valley, but uh, Hollywood has, ta- has taught me that everything Hollywood is... Only the is... TV show Silicon Valley. Where I get all my... Only that show. Only That's that it. Me. I don't even... They had a Mustang. I don't even had a... Was that a Mustang? That fancy yellow car that he bought? I don't... I didn't watch the recent seasons. So no, okay. I want to, but... Sorry, I um, feared off for No, it's okay. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Autonomous vehicles. Something about that, yeah. Something with um, <laughs> them driving. Uh, yeah. Well, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm Almost bit. Just having a huge brain fart right now. My drink all over my computer. <laughs> you tried so hard to figure out what the thing is you were so going to say. I was so concentrated. I'm just like. Uh, I'll figure hmm. it out in like five hours. I'll text you. Pretty colors. Uh, <laughs> be like, ah, yes. Please add in. <laughs> yes. I don't think I could do a good voice of yours. Just do a robot. It's fine. I'll just do the Barbara voice. Yeah. Ah, I remember what I was going to say. This is Matt, by the way. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> well, I think, it, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting future. I'd like to see, again, I'd like to see something hover. That'd be cool. <laughs> Even a hoverboard. A little back to the future. I don't know why they're calling these stupid things hoverboards. Yeah, they don't hover. They're not, I mean, they hover you, but they're not hovering. Right. So they should be called hover you boards. No, it just sounds boring. I they're like, know. what are those things that you stand on? That's that, a hoverboard. No. People are calling them hoverboards. What, the... You know, the stupid like two wheel things, whatever. Yeah, 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 those. But I'm talking about the. Remember, like, people looked like idiots with the helmets on, where they would. Oh, uh, razor scooters. Stand on them, and they would lean forward, and it would move it. Oh, the segways. Yes, segways. Whatever happened to those? Right. They just kind of fell I've off. I've always wanted one. I was in Easter Market last year, and they had segways to rent, and I was just so curious that if I rented one, what it would be like. I would Totally right? my sh- uh, Segway Cherry. Right? When I worked at... When I, Why haven't they, like, changed that? Why haven't they... I want Segways. What happened to Segways? Right. Like, Google, what's the Segway stock right now? It's like 
They've turned into hoverboards. Is what it, it's, it's hoverboard is just a segue without a stand to hold. Well, when I worked in California in the mall, mm-hmm. the security we were tight that way. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like same thing in New Jersey. There was a guy that like always rode the yeah. little segue, and they would go so fast. Yeah. Like they like, had somewhere to be. They had their emergency lights on. You yep. Know, it's, uh, you know, I'm surprised Michigan doesn't on. have that. Segways. Uh, like mall cops on segways. They should. Michigan actually is pretty up to date on their technology. Like I went to Olive Garden, and you don't even have to talk to the waiter to pay your bill. You can just do it on a little Jesus. machine. I think they had chilies too. Yeah. Which is weird. But I but I never saw that in New Jersey. But New Jersey has segways, so maybe it's a give and take. Speaking of Thomas Straubs, right there. No more need for waiters, really. Yeah. True. Have you been to a McDonald's yet that you can order on a big board? Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I will say... My order came up correctly. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to talk to anyone, and it was way faster than I've ever been at McDonald's. You just order your phone, though. Yeah, but every time I order on my phone, then I have to go in, oh. tell them that I ordered on my phone, then they start making the meal. Well, they then I'm to be fresh. Sure. <laughs> I will say the pizza portal at Little Caesars I've that. never done that. Oh my god. Is it like okay, Domino's so where you can see it being made? No. No? Go way better. Well, okay. okay. I don't know about way better. But that's I'm so excited. So you order your thing on the phone. This is not sponsored by Little Caesars, or is it? This is sponsored by no one. Yeah. Little Caesars I, and yeah. Kroger is going to jump on this. I know. They're going to get right on it. Uh, <laughs> Probably Meyer. This is going to be Meyer. This is Spike Grogan. <laughs> You can order Little Caesars on your phone, right? Pick your toppings, whatnot. Yeah. Tell you tell like what time you're gonna be there, and then you just go in. They give you like a QR code or a, like a four digit number. There's like a machine. Okay. That heats it in there, like it, so Ooh. like you know how they have those fridges, like not fridges, but like those hot fridges. Yeah, like the little. I don't know, like hot pot ovens. Or yeah, they're kind of ovens. <laughs> they, like, they just keep the hot. You know those like, hot fridges. The <laughs> The, you know how they pick up the hot and ready? Yeah, yeah. It's like a oven, but it keeps it warm. It's like that yeah, with like eight yeah. doors on it. Okay. You put in your code, your pizza comes out <gasps> oh, of, of said door. It's like an Amazon locker, but for pizza? Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's cool. I know. I, I gotta do that. House. that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Just someone making pizzas. Pizza's just constantly just warm there, at all times. Put in the code and watch the door slowly. Yeah, if I was... If I was Oprah rich, the first thing I would get is a chef. And then I could just tell it. Because not only would I lose a lot of weight, because I'd be like, make sure this is healthy, uh, and come up with a meal plan in that respect, but I would always make sure it's delicious. I'd be Guy Fieri. Like, yeah. I'll hire Guy Fieri. Just, <laughs> just Guy Fieri, not anyone. Oh, just just specifically. What's he doing? I don't know. Exactly. I think he's doing a, a fair amount. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. He seems like a good guy, Guy Fieri. But I want, first off, I want to wear exactly what he wears yeah. that same day. Like an upside down him. tennis uh, hat. Yeah. Yeah. But like, maybe with the visor. robots in the future, we could hire Ooh. a Guy Fieri. Robot, robot Guy Fieri. Yeah. And you can just turn him on when you're sick of him a little bit. Mm. Stop saying <laughs> <flavor> <laughs> <laughs> Well... <laughs> Well, I super appreciate you coming on the podcast. 
Um, do you have anything that you want to plug or anything that you want to talk about in terms of yourself? Uh, kind of, I guess. I wasn't prepared for this. But, <laughs> uh, Surprise! <laughs> cool. I like to do a little bit where people get to plug their own things because you've been on for me and I want to be able to promote for you. Thanks. I'd You're love welcome. to have you on for my thing that I'm about to plug, which is my YouTube Ooh. channel called Great Games. That's G-R-A-T-E Games. G-A-M-E-S. Why did I have to think about that? Great, great like, games. Great. Yeah, gotcha. I like video games, and it's just a stupid channel about nice. games I've liked as a kid and games I'm playing and just reviews and just fun stuff that I like to do, which Absolutely. I'm sure Sarah will be on one of these days. Which I'm a big a fan. Fun. Yeah, totally and, do it. Uh, yeah. You're on my subscribe list. Hell yeah. Yeah. You, do that? you guys should subscribe too. Subscribe to it. And it's great. To the podcast. Yeah. Duh. Get on it. Uh, I'm still, still waiting on still waiting on iTunes, but uh, yeah, you can uh, go to Spotify or the website, Ooh. as well as Stitcher, and listen to this podcast. And if you have any questions, uh, you like to know anything, sippingliberty at gmail.com. I did not. Uh, Introduce Sipping Library at the beginning, but I'm pretty sure you'll get, you'll know what's going on. Just do an intro before. Yeah, I'll just do an intro before. Right. We'll just add it all That's in. Why you edit things. Who cares? Just edit.